Welcome to AM Best Audio. As we move into the new year, what changes might those in commercial insurance markets see? I'm Lori Chortis for Invest TV. And joining us now to talk about that is Hemet Shaw, CEO of Archipelago. Hemet, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Lori. It's a little chilly here in San Francisco, but it's great to be talking to you. Can you tell us about the disruption we saw in commercial insurance markets in 2022 and if and how you expect that to continue in the new year? So at Archipelago, uh, we focus on serving large corporate owners of property um, and large buyers of commercial property insurance. So our vantage point on the markets is informed through the lens and perspective of our customers, which are the large uh, owners of these assets and buyers of insurance. I think it's fair to say that 2022 for them has been a continuation of uh, several tough years in the property insurance market. We're now looking at, I think, the sixth year uh, in a row where the markets have had average increases in commercial property insurance that are double digit per year in some asset classes considerably higher than that. And just as the rate of increase was moderating in 2022, uh, enrolled Hurricane Ian uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, enter the mix um, as we enter year-end renewals and uh, 2023. So again, a very another challenging year in the property insurance markets um, from, a, from a rate and, and capacity perspective. Property owners are seeing pressure both, as you mentioned, on rate and property valuations. At the same time, insurers are restricting coverage. Are property owners beginning to question the value exchange? Well, you you uh, you note two important, you know, actually three dimensions. You know, there's there's rate, uh, there's value, and there's coverage. And uh, in particular, in 2022, insurance markets really did start to focus you know, quite intently on exposure valuations uh, on top of prior year focus on property rate. And that's become perhaps the number one hot topic uh, in the market. But uh, to your question, you know, many of these large commercial property owners and these large buyers of commercial property insurance are very large organizations. I mean, some of their balance sheets rival that of the entire U.S. insurance industry. And so I think, you know, after several years of rate increases, uh, sometimes challenging accessing enough capacity for their vast programs, uh, you know, we are seeing top tier risk managers increasingly ask themselves, you know, what is the value proposition of insurance and how do I think more holistically about risk management where it's not just, you know, transfer of risk or buy insurance, but it's also how do I think about a retention strategies, captives, uh, risk management and mitigation, investments in the resiliency of my own assets. And so we are seeing increasingly attention on not just the tactics of how do I renew my insurance policy, but the more strategic questions about how do I more fundamentally understand my risk holistically and take more proactive measures to manage my risk and do so more holistically. And this is you know, very much um, a, uh, increasingly on the minds of these large buyers as they think about the insurance proposition. The most forward-thinking property owners are pursuing paths to innovation, including captives and other risk retention measures. Can you tell us more about what they're doing? So one common refrain I hear from our customers um, who are, who are you know, true eagles, top tier 
uh, owners of assets and buyers of insurance, both in the commercial real estate uh, sector and large Fortune 500 operating companies, is that they're starting to ask themselves, it starts with a mindset shift. And I, I'm just listening carefully and hearing more and more where they are expressing themselves as, how do I go from I buy insurance to a place where I'm selling risk? And this mindset is not just semantics. It's a pretty profound mindset shift. It's where my process is to procure insurance, shifting to if I'm a seller of risk, it means that I'm really internalizing an understanding of my risk, recognizing that I have multiple strategies to manage risk. I can sell risk to the markets if the price is right. I can retain risk in my own captive or retentions if I want to invest in my own risk. I can invest in my assets and harden them to make them more resilient. And all of these strategies are on a continuum, which are tools available to these, uh, these, these uh, leading risk managers. And a common denominator in all that, whether you're talking about how to optimize your risk selling strategy, including into the alternative risk transfer markets, how to think about structuring your own captive and retentions, or how to think about how do I invest in my own assets operationally to make them less vulnerable mitigate them and reduce the frequency of loss in the first place. Common denominator all this from an innovation standpoint is data and analytics, where increasingly the risk managers and their teams are saying, I need to understand and own my own view of risk. I need to know more about my own risks than anybody else in the world, because after all, it's my property, it's my business, it's my assets, it's my risk. And rather than wait for the markets to inform me what my risk is through the lens of an underwriting and pricing conversation is how do I take control of that conversation, understand my own drivers of risk, have the analytic capability that rivals that of the insurance markets, and then I can make more holistic decisions about mitigating my assets, retaining my risk in captives, or selling my risk in an insurance policy or an ART vehicle. And that's a big innovation shift that's uh, starting to take place, and I expect that to accelerate into 2023. Added services are progressive insurers now bringing to the table? So we just did a, a major, um, we, we do an annual property risk management survey of large uh, corporate buyers of commercial property insurance with their risk management teams. And one of the, from their perspective, when they think about the markets and innovation from their insurance partners, whether that's their insurance broker partners who are, you know, key partners to the risk management teams or to their insurers themselves, you know, one theme comes up, which is that the owners of these assets, the buyers of insurance are increasingly looking for not just capacity from their insurance partners, but insight and actionable information that helps them manage the risk in the first place. So... That's, we see that over and over again as we talk to uh, these large buyers. And what we then see on the insurance side is that insurers are increasingly innovating to not only how can I provide you a risk transfer product, but how can I make my own insight about your risk more transparent and actionable to my customer? Where yes, I provide you capacity, but I also provide you actionable insight that helps you manage the risk in the first place, which is what the large buyers are looking for. Yeah, they're looking for capacity. They're looking for, you know, rate that, that meets their expectations of their risk, but they're also looking for actionable insight that helps them manage their risk in the first place. And so I think leading insurance markets 
and leading broker partners are increasingly seeing an opportunity to innovate by providing value-added insight to their customers to help them manage their risks, not just structure risk transfer programs. And you know, it's and I think over time you're going to see more and more from insurers. You see in the high volume lines, it's going to ha happen in the large corporate space as well, where the proposition isn't just I provide you coverage so I can settle your claim, but I help you prevent, uh, predict, and prevent the loss from happening in the first place. And it's almost like a back to the future, you know, where the early insurance propositions for fire insurance weren't just about I provide a policy that if your building burns down, I'll compensate you so you can rebuild. It's have access to a private fire department. Uh, and some of the early insurance companies, in many the insurance product was a warranty on the service called I'll help put out the fire in the first place. And now with technology and digital, there's almost a back to the future where you see more uh, increasing the buyers and the sellers saying, how do we provide innovation, not just in the form of our coverage and our pricing, but how do we provide innovation that helps you understand and manage your risks and even avoid them in the first place? And I think that's a very promising and necessary dimension of innovation for insurers uh, going forward, particularly as their large buyers are increasingly retaining their own risk, insuring themselves, retaining more on their balance sheets, and looking to manage their risk and resiliency, how to... Um, ensure that as an insurance company, you're not just providing coverage to a customer that's buying less and less, but how do you provide insight and actionable uh, capability that helps them reduce and manage the risk in the first place? As we get ready to enter a new year and reflect on 2022, what did commercial insurance markets see this year? Well, there's been uh, commercial property, you know, has been, um, rates have been going up for years. Um, there's been an increased focus in 2022, which we expect to fully continue in 2023, where insurance markets are scrutinizing not just the rate, uh, but the exposure. Because after all, premium is rate times exposure. There's been a lot of focus in recent years on rate. Now we see the markets really you know, rolling up their sleeves and digging into the exposure uh, and what's reported in the adequacy of the valuations. So we expect that to continue in 2023. And I think overarching, you know, Ian, you know, it's hard to attribute any one event uh, to a changing climate. But I think, you know, 2022 and 2023 increasingly on everyone's mind is not just the tactics of the insurance renewal and how do I think about rate, price, value, coverage, capacity in the transactional context of placing insurance, but how do I step back and understand the world is changing? There's going to be more frequency of high severity catastrophe events. It's happening on every dimension, you know, from sea level rise and coastal flooding to intensification of hurricanes, the frequency of severity of, uh, of intense cold events and freeze, tornado and hail and, and wildfire in the West. How do we think more strategically about this challenge, not just the context of an renewal cycle, but on a multi-year basis? Because after all, from a buyer's perspective, uh, insurers have the luxury of repricing their product every year, typically a one-year policy. If I'm an owner of an asset and I've got sometimes billions, tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars of insured values that are associated with the assets themselves and the business exposures to the assets, I need to be thinking about this, not just year in a context of an annual insurance policy renewal, but I own these assets for sometimes decades. And so there's increasing, I think, strategic conversation going to 2023, not only about the insurance market, but more fundamentally, how are we going to manage 
risk over time? Um, and how do we need to think increasingly about strategic sources of capacity to let us sell our risks into a more volatile marketplace? At the same time, investing in my own internal resiliency so I have fewer losses in the first place. And so I think this, I see in 2023 more of this barbell attention where on one hand, it's more increased focus on risk management, resiliency, retention, and, and managing my risk on my own balance sheet. And then on the other end of the barbell, how do I think about strategic ways to increase my ability to access capacity and scale? And, you know, use the, our friends in the UK, mind the gap. You don't want to be in that middle where you're, you're not in the, in the former conversation, which is strategically about risk management resiliency, or the latter conversation about strategic as, access to scale capacity. You're providing just a routine transactional insurance policy. That's not going to be a comfortable place to be uh, in the insurance market. Looking ahead, are there any other big changes we might see in the new year? What's your outlook for the commercial insurance market in 2020? Well, I, I, I think, you know, things go slowly and then they go quickly. And I think, you know, just listening carefully and engaging with a lot of top tier buyers of commercial property insurance, their expectations are changing and they're changing quickly, you know, and uh, yes, you know, year to year, there's always give and take, there's market cycle, there's rate, but what's happening below the waterline are more strategic conversations on the buy side about how do I think more fundamentally about insurance as part of my overall risk management resiliency strategy? How do I think about my own balance sheet? How do I think about investing my own assets? How do I think about proactively accessing capacity and scale, perhaps through alternative transfer strategies? And how do I challenge my insurance partners to provide not just capacity, but actual insight that helps me manage my risk? I think those confluence of, of, of forces are gonna accelerate quite rapidly in 2023. Emmett, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Laura. I've enjoyed it. I did also. Thank you again. And that was Archipelago CEO, Hemet Shaw. For AMS TV, I'm Laurie Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.